full of drinking beer. I'm yeah, there's water. Two touchdowns a game. <laughs> yes, in the game. Tripping. How you high? No, I don't know what we're doing in that front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. Brian, <laughs> I just need you to drink this. Wide receiver trivia. Her upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. <laughs> 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 Okay, what's next after further ado? This is episode 171, and I'm your co-host, Jim Roberts. And I'm your other uh, wonderful co-host, Malin Dennis. And I'm your other great co-host, all the way from Sarasota, Nestor. It is just the three amigos here for the first half of this week's show. June uh, was kicked out of his own residence. <laughs> he will not That's see the <laughs> Not only did his Cowboys get kicked out of the playoffs, <laughs> and horns got kicked out of the college football playoff. He's, he's apparently homeless. <laughs> Love you, June. Shout out to June. Uh, yeah, you know, episode 171. We are going to start off as we normally do on the other 170 episodes, so let's take our, our shot here. Cheers. I love you, Master. All the way from Sarasota. Good old Stella. Nestor needs a Stella sponsorship. I do. I've never done this before, but... Uh... Chasing uh, Urban with Red Bull because I'm tired. <laughs> like 14 hours today. It'll be a fun show. Don't worry, Dylan. I'm going to pay myself. <laughs> Good to hear. Uh, yeah, Got folks you. that are new to the show, uh, if you don't know, we live stream it every Wednesday night here on YouTube. So if you click the first link down in your podcast description, you'll be taken to the YouTube version of this episode. Uh, be sure to give it a like and subscribe to the channel. That way you can keep up with all the new videos that we post throughout the week. And you'll be notified when we go live. Once you have your notifications turned on, that is. Um, yeah, besides that, let's hop right into the rundown for the week, which we are, of course, going to start off with Wildcard Weekend and the Cowboys and Packers game, uh, where the Packers absolutely annihilated the Dallas Cowboys on national television where they were seven and a half points favorites win and they did not appear that way at all. So we were expecting one June to be here. We're going to start with him. But uh, well, again, hold on. They always do this. <laughs> this is the first time that we have Nestor after a Miami Dolphins loss. I swear Second to God. time. The Bills lost. That's right. But this always happens, man, to where people just bail out when their team loses. Right. At least Jalen and I show up every week. Every single week. But, yeah, June, the, uh, anyway, 
Let's conveniently homeless. <laughs> Let's start with Nestor. Uh, what happened with the Cowboys in this one? All right. So first, am I losing connection or is that okay? First, I want to give credit to Romeo Dubs, uh, Wicks, Musgrave, all those guys because they got some talent, man. And Jordan Love had a field day. And did I say Musgrave? Because that, you know, when I first started him, started watching him play in the beginning of the season, I thought he had talent. He got hurt after that, but um, those those kids played out of their mind. Um, I think for I think for the Cowboys, they have like this shadow over them that you see in like other sports as well with other teams. Um, and I think they need to get Jerry Jones off their ass a little bit, you know, and they need to get a coach in there that's just going to not feel that pressure because I think and I think they need to walk into next season and just be like, okay, everybody expects us to crash and burn in the playoffs. So, you know what? No pressure, whatever. If that's what we're going to do. We'll see if that happens, but I just feel like. This team goes in there, and the offense didn't work, and the defense didn't work. That's terrible. That that's that has to do with a like Micah Parsons had a off day, just to say the least. Yeah, I mean, just to say the very that. least. Um, that press conference. Hold, hold on, just said that. Isn't what isn't this what the Cowboys always do? Like, doesn't everybody judge the Cowboys? We don't care what you do in the regular season. It just matters in the playoffs. Right. It's what they do. They just just disappoint us. Continue. I apologize. I feel like like if if that's what people are going to expect out of your team, you know what? Then then why why so much pressure? Because it has to be that. When you're going into the playoffs and you're crashing and burning like that, it's because of the pressure that people are putting on you. Because, I mean, they have the talent. And the coaching goes south, but you can't just blame it all on the coaching. <clears throat> so they need to go walk into next season with a different mentality, because um, I don't think it's just all coaching. But again, shout out to Jordan Love, man, 262 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones. The other thing, Aaron Jones balled out, and I yeah. saw most of the season this man getting jammed up against. Any defense, he was just getting jammed. Up. He couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere, and I was just watching in like terror, like this guy's gonna get hurt, and he did get hurt. And now he just comes out and does whatever he want with with that <laughs> Cowboys defense. It's insane. I don't know. I'm I'm really glad you brought up Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones is a bitch. Uh, only because he was my first round draft pick, and he was hurt. I think 14 out of 18 <laughs> weeks. So that was. That's all fun. So I'm glad he's having success I know the in the pain. playoffs, right? In the playoffs, all of a sudden, Aaron Jones is running like a beast for 118 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I kind of feel like the Cowboys at this point are somebody that starts dating a girl, and there's no expectations in the regular season. We all know take them on the dates you can pay for the dinner you're gonna buy them flowers you're gonna do all this all of a sudden in the playoffs you turn into the 40 year old virgin 
it just it just doesn't know how to seal the deal. Like I I don't understand, and it's not just coaching, right? Right? It's it's bad luck. I mean Prescott, forty one of sixty, four hundred and three yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Those two interceptions, <laughs> both six sixes. And they still would have lost 34-32. How did this defense get so goddamn bad against Jordan Love? Like, the, the, the M.O. of the Cowboys defense is, well, you know, we're, uh, we, we beat up on bad teams. Well, the Green Bay Packers were supposed to be a bad team. Jordan Love is not supposed to go 16-21, 272, and three touchdowns. He's not supposed to do that. He's not supposed to be able to make Brett Favre-like throws off his back foot for a touchdown. Ridiculous. Like, it, it, the whole game is asinine. It, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense no. what we watch. I the don't game think was the over in the first half. Won. No, I, I, the crazy thing is that I don't think the better team won really don't. I don't think the better coach team won. This is one of those anomalies to me. I don't think Matt LaFour is a, a, a good coach. What? Um, I'm not sold on Jordan. No, I don't wow. think Matt. If you can't go to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and you get your ass beat with a two-time MVP, no. I, I don't think you're a great coach. Uh, Jordan Love, I think he's overselling what he's worth right now. I think he's going to get a contract with mm. the Packers, but do you really think that Jordan Love is going to lead the Packers to a Super Bowl in the next two years? Because that's what Brett Favre did. That's what Aaron Rodgers did. Like, they, they had those growing pains, and then all of a sudden, bam, they won a Super Bowl. I don't think we think that of the, the Packers. I don't think we think that of Jordan Love. Um, if you do, then God help you. I hope you're not betting on those games. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, but the the Cowboys, how many times are you going to disappoint us in the playoffs? Yeah. How many? I mean, Jerry Jones has, what, 18 months left to live? Look at him. He, he looks like – I mean, seriously, he – it looks like John Travolta, Nicholas Cage, and Face Off. He's just taking his face off and putting on somebody else. Like, he looks like a goddamn cadaver right now. Um, and he was crying. And when his eyes well up, infection sets in, I just it, – it just it doesn't look natural right now with Jerry. And, you know, head off to you, Jerry. Got you, buddy. I love you, man, because I know you're going through it. But Dak – Two plays that made. Everybody's going to roast him. But they still were the loss because of the defense, and the defense was supposed to be great. Right. Like, I, I just don't understand this game, Jalen. I don't understand the game. Help me make sense of this game, Jalen. Well, the only thing that makes sense is that the Cowboys still managed to choke away their postseason yet again. Besides that, though, it is very wacky because nobody thought that Jordan Love and the Packers were going to come out and have a game like they did just from that first drive when it was just like, 
boom, 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 and they just came right down the score. It was like, okay, Green Bay came to play. And then they just kept their foot on the gas. It was like, who, like, whose offense is this? Like, what team is this? Like, where's, where's this been? Because they just looked. We we had June. June wasn't worried. No, he was playing. down seven, down Fine. fourteen, down twenty. <laughs> then he was all game down twenty. <laughs> That's the extent of his fandom. He calls game. Yeah. After. So I want to give the Packers their flowers first. Props to to Matt Lafleur. I don't think he's a great coach, but I think he's a good coach. Like one of the better coaches in the NFL. Um, what, I don't know what the, the message was to the team before him, but God bless him because he had them ready to go. And uh, everybody on that, that team just, just played outstanding. He couldn't have asked for a better game. Uh, switching to the Cowboys, though, I don't know what their messaging was from McCarthy before the game because it was just, like, no fight, no effort. It, it just seemed like they were expecting the Packers roll over, uh, but once they were down by a touchdown, you would think that you know, McCarthy or Dak, one of the leaders on the sideline is like, all right, let's 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 wake up. Come on, guys. Like, somewhat of a pep talk to get them up and at it. Now that's like, this is not going to be easy, but that just never seemed to happen. Uh, CD and Dak were off almost the entire game. I don't know what was going on there. Michael Parsons was a ghost. Uh Pollard, that was rearing its ugly head once again. Couldn't do anything on the ground. Yeah, the Cowboys, uh, this just continues to show, even when they have these years, regular seasons, when we give them all this praise, they're still the Cowboys. And I don't want to hear anything about this damn team until January of 2025. I don't give a damn what they do next season. They can go 17-0. and I don't want to hear about who the coach is, Dak having MVP year, Micah Parsons, just, I don't care. Like, until they can get past this, let's please stop. It's, it's just annoying. Here's my question, though. Like, why does this keep happening with this team? They're a top two to three team in the NFC. For the last several years, like, Mike yeah. McCarthy has had the Greatest stretch of double-digit wins in a regular season hmm. than any other Cowboys coach in history. Yeah. Like, not even Jimmy Johnson has strained this many double-digit wins together. Now it's because Jerry Jones right. wanted all the credit, so he fired him. Um, but, like, you have – why are they like this since they won the Super Bowl in 1985? Like, why are the Cowboys a team didn't give you a great year – Disappoint in the playoffs. Like, like, why do they keep becoming the punching bag in the playoffs? I don't understand it. I thought yeah. this was the year they weren't going to do it. I thought right. they were at least right. in a championship game. They had us all. They had they, us all sold. But they fed the narrative once again. It back. What are you? What are you doing on those right. two throws? Right. Defense persons. What? What are we? What are we doing? This is the Packers. This is Jordan Love. He's supposed to be fighting for a fifth-year option, right. and you're over. Like I, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't expect June to be here. He's got to be on suits 
Suicide Watch at some point. Texas got their ass whooped. Cowboys got got their ass whooped. But I just, at some point, the only thing that I will ever agree on in my life that Joey Taylor ever says, God bless her soul, she's so dumb with sports. But she's one of those people that says that I will never trust the Cowboys until they do something in the playoffs. She does say that. She's an idiot the rest of the time. People are all trying to walk over Mine's her. Hell idiot. Yeah. Okay, married man trying to get back in the Tampa from Sarasota. You just Not as hell, but the dumbest fucking talking points you've ever heard. <laughs> like, she thought that Deion Sanders and Colorado were going to win the Pac-12. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, jeez. Oh, I need to talk some sense into her. For and the Joy, <laughs> you are you, oh, you're gonna get a, you're gonna have a conversation with Joy. What's your wife's name? That cell phone number. You want to let her know when that meeting is gonna happen? I'll get cut. <laughs> yeah, she will. She'll end your fucking life. Uh, all right, all right. Let's, let's go to the next. We spend enough time with the goddamn Cowboys. Yeah. Well. You won't be talking about them for about nine months. Uh-oh. We can be quick with this next topic. So, other game, the Saturday night game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins in the sub-zero temperatures. Uh, the Chiefs handled their business. 26-7 with the final score. Sent the Dolphins packing... And, uh, Nestor, we're going to start with you. Was this good Chiefs or just bad Dolphins? Bad, bad Dolphins. Um, terrible. Um, the game played out exactly the way people thought it would play out. Um, I didn't expect our defense to be okay, given that they were so banged up. Um, they kind of held their own for a bit but the problem here was that the offense never got going we were supposed to be like it's it's very similar to the to the cowboys a bit quite different at the same time but we were supposed to have one of the best offenses in in the league right especially after what we did to denver um and then we went up against the bills and we just got trashed and then um we just we saw it all season. We can never beat an above 500 team or never really like convincingly uh, just take the game. Um, so in this one, I just felt like Tua slowed down the, the offense a lot. He was a big part of why the offense never got going. Uh, Tariq Hill, yeah, he had the touchdown, but there were some points where he got eh, he got covered. You know, he he was covered. Uh, they kind of locked them down. So, um, like I said, the offense never got going. We need to think about next season. I think we have a few good guys on on the roster, a few young guys that are pretty good on our defense. Um, we just need to stay healthy, and there needs to be a conversation about Tua eventually because I'm not, you know, there's no need to be kind of hang in, in the balance, like be mediocre for the next three or four years when you have a squad like that where I think there's pretty good pieces 
like Waddle, Hill, Monsters, you know, um, had a pretty good season. Uh, Devon A-Chain, he could get fired up. So we need to have a conversation about our quarterback and what that's going to look like in the past, in the next three or four years. Other than that, yeah, it was definitely, for me, a bad Dolphins, and we made Taylor Swift do uh, swag surfing. <laughs> yeah, that's our fault. Yeah. Oh, you get that. Go ahead, Maywin. Um, that was, was a weird game, man. Um, you knew that this is why the Dolphins needed to have a higher seed. Yep. Well, you couldn't just be a wild card team, man. You needed at least one game at home. Um, the other teams, you know, Baltimore, Kansas right. City, Buffalo, like, gee, these are not regions of the United <laughs> States that the Dolphins are accustomed to. Um, I mean, y'all broke Patrick Mahomes' helmet. And they still beat you. And he didn't even have a great game. Patrick know. Mahomes did not have a great game. I still think that the Chiefs are frauds. Um, 23 of 41 for 262 and one touchdown. Really? Like, is that really, like, great quarterbacking? Um, Tua wasn't that bad. He was of, uh, I think he was 20 of 40, uh, maybe 50%. Yeah, that's not great. One touchdown, one interception. Um, what it really came down to me was the running game. The Chiefs were able to stop the Dolphins' running game in a way that nobody else was able to do. Um, Mozart had eight carries for 33 yards. I don't even know what they chained in. Um, the Dolphins just couldn't run the ball. Um, they looked like stick figures out there in that cold. Um, and it kind of upsets me because it kind of makes the whole narrative of like, I don't know if you guys have heard this, of so many people talking about, well, every, every team that plays in bad weather areas they should have a dome so that it's fair. Well, no, you should just you should just win the games that you're supposed to fucking win, um, so that you can join the company. Like the Dolphins had the opportunity with four weeks left in the season, hold the number one seed in the playoffs. With four weeks left, they had the chance, and they couldn't do it. Um, I I am still sold on Tua. He was injury free this year. Running backs, not so much. A-Chain, Mozart, both hurt. Tyreek Hill, hurt. Uh, Waddle, at some points, hurt. Um, so, Tua was actually the most healthy of all the play playmakers on the Dolphins. I don't know if they're hiding concussions. I don't know if he's going to be fucking brain dead at 40, but he seemed fine out there this year. Um, so, I think it's more the defense. I think it's, uh, you need, you definitely need to, Hire your strength and conditioning coach for the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, so much soft tissue. When you have that much soft tissue issues, you know what I mean? Like, not structural issues, but soft tissue, you need to fire strength and conditioning. You need to fire somebody. Somebody needs to lose a fucking job. Uh, the Dolphins were poised to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I think the NFL would have been better if the Dolphins were making a deep run. In the playoffs, um, so I'm actually upset 
that they lost, not only because I picked them to win in the Ryder Dine 5, even though Nestor did not, because that's his team. And Jalen is only, I think, three or four wins away from catching me at this point. My NFL season is fucking garbage. God damn. So, but yeah, that, that game was just fucking weird. The fact they only scored seven points. It's just crazy. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to do the Chiefs first. I will say, I think this was more good Chiefs than it was bad Dolphins. Um, I'll keep it brief on the Chiefs. They're in the playoffs. They're, they're hitting their stride kind of just where they, they need to. All of a sudden, Rice comes out of nowhere, and he's catching the ball all over the place. Pacheco's looking really good. Um, you know, at Kansas City, postseason, they do their thing. So they're going to handle their business. Moving on to Miami, though, I think that this loss was a result of two, two games in the regular season for Miami. One was a win, and one was a loss. That December loss to the Titans, where they just absolutely crumbled in the fourth quarter, was part of the reason that they're not playing at home. The other reason was a win, and that was that week three win when they dropped 70 points on Denver. I think that game ended up being more of a headache than a benefit to them. Because they are now expecting to always play that way, where they just need to fling the ball around Tyreek. They're always going to expect uh, either A-Chain or Mostert to run all over the field. And it's like you're assuming that you're going to be playing in Miami all the time where the weather is nice and you can play that way. But when you get to the postseason, if you're not you know, in control of your own destiny at home, you got to go somewhere else where it could possibly be really cold or snowing or whatever the case may be. And you cannot play that way. It's just simple as that. So I think that that big 70-point win was more of a detriment to them in the long run because it created this house of cards for them that they just could not maintain in uh, the later point of the season. So going forward for Miami, uh, Tua is – I mean, I think he'll stay – because uh, it seems like him and McDaniels seem to have a pretty good relationship. And I don't know if they could win a title with him. It's just a matter of they've, they've got to, to play at home. Because most of that offense just doesn't seem like it's fit. Even McDaniels' system just doesn't seem like it's fit for a like ground-and-pound kind of game if that's necessary. I, I think the Dolphins can win with Tua. I yeah. really think. I think they can win the Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, then the Dolphins can win a Super Bowl with Tua. But the stars need to align. Right. Is all I'm saying. Right. And they didn't align this year. People were hurt. So. All right. Let's go to the next game. Last one here. Tampa and Philly. 32 to nine with the final score, with the Bucks um, kind of expectedly upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the the Packer upset was one that nobody saw coming. This is one that most people were kind of <laughs> expecting this to happen. But uh, yeah, Bucks move on to the next round. Eagles looked completely out of it 
question to you, though, Nestor. Are the Bucks legit or are the Eagles just too beat up? Um, I think I think what the what happened is the Eagles walked into like a perfect storm of, like I said before, the Bucks have no pressure. Um, they know people didn't expect them to go this far, especially with Baker Mayfield. Um, and Baker Mayfield knows that. And now we have a Baker that's he's happy in Tampa. He looks like a Tampa native. Uh, so he's comfortable. Uh, injuries, what injuries? Man is super comfortable. He's having fun, and he's going up against a team that has all like actually has a lot of pressure on them. And I don't know what it was. They were dropping the ball like they couldn't just catch the damn ball. The Eagles couldn't string. Uh, a series of plays where, you know, that led to any any scoring. Uh, how many points did, did Tampa score? Like 13 before the Eagles did anything? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They managed the game so well. Tom uh, did pretty well. Um, this is another weird game because this, I even I was more surprised. I know it sounds crazy, but. Not more surprised, but I really thought the Eagles would somehow, I don't know, hang in there or, or you know, not get upset by the by the Bucks. But something told me, in the ride or die, pick him because something's gonna go down. Uh, I have no idea what happened, offense and defense. I, I don't know. I feel like even even if they were banged up, they still should have done something. Um, yeah, the Bucks have no pressure and. Uh, I'm starting to see some people pick them over Detroit. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. They have no pressure. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely, they're just playing with house money right now. Um, I do think this was more the Eagles were just too beat up um, physically and mentally. That team, I don't know what's going on in that right. locker room, but um, they just seem completely out of it from play number one. Uh, the Bucks look good, yes. Um, I was, you know, we all picked Tampa to win this one anyway, but I did think it was going to be a little closer than this final score. I was thinking like 24-17-ish. I did not see Tampa crossing the 30-point mark, that's for damn sure. Uh, but yeah, the Eagles looked really disinterested. Um, obviously, A.J. Brown was sorely missed, and um, yeah, just just from that first drive when they couldn't test, like the Eagles just could not tackle a single Buccaneer. Like it took four Eagles to take down one dude. Oh my God! Yes. Every time I was like, this game's over. <laughs> if they can't tackle like at the gate, they just don't care. I don't know what's going on, but uh, who was that surrounded uh, for that first touchdown or second? In the almost in the end zone, he was surrounded by like three players. None of them could attack. Yeah, him. I forget who it was. Like the the yak yards for all the Bucks receivers must have been ridiculous because he ran from like oh. the thirty yard line. It just bounced off the dude all the way to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's no way that Mayfield really contributed to three hundred forty-seven. Yeah, right. That's because when we were and watching the game, down. I was really? like, Mayfield threw for three hundred yards. It did not yeah, seem like that at all. Looking. We were looking at it at halftime, and you and I were both like, wait, wait a minute. Like, he already had this many yards? Right. Like, we, we were shit. Right? 
Um, the, the this game was so wild, it was so crazy. Um, because I love that. Um, it Bucks fans were so naive into thinking like they were just oh like well we're just lucky to be here. <laughs> oh, and if we win, it's going to be a close game. Um, even Eagles fans were like nervous. Every right. Eagles fan that we talked to, right. they were nervous. They even when they said, "Oh, well, we're going to win, but we're going to win by three. We're going to win by four. Like it's going to be close." And we knew that they were beat up. We knew it, but it's so much beyond health, man. Yeah. Um. How much of a coach is Sirianni um, because of his coordinators he had last year? Right. Like, how do you go from nine and one to going like one and five in your last six games and then getting blown out in the wild card? Like, and you barely were nine and one. How many teams did they barely beat at some point? I mean, you lost to the Jets. With Zach Wilson. Like, shut up. Like, you're not a good fucking football team. You guys made one of the better personalities in NFL football. And Jason Kelsey saying, you know what? I'm hanging it up, man. I, I love that guy. He is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't watch their podcast, yeah, you yeah. should. Do a great job. Uh, <laughs> they are great. Um, that, that man. Um, the fact that he says "fuck my life" every time they do the tush push <laughs> or the brotherly shove—that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But he says it every single time, and even Jalen Hurts acknowledged the fact that he says it every <laughs> single time because he knows his body just gets violated. Yeah. yeah. Um. He uh. But I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Like Swift was tearing it up in the first half yeah. of the year. Ten carries, thirty-four yards. What do we? Again, everybody we interviewed was like, "Nah, man, Deontay Smith ain't shit." Eight receptions, hundred and forty-eight yards. I was just like, "Y'all just being mean." Right. Like y'all just went DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Come on, man. Like I don't know. Like you and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun serenading Eagles fans <laughs> with the na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. I, I love doing that to them. I caught a lot of middle fingers. Um, no, we're, we're about to see some here. We're watching this video. On yeah, there is, there, there is a lot. We had one Eagles fan that didn't even want to watch the second half of the game because he knew it was bad. <laughs> Uh, there, there was a there, there was one cute little blonde head though. It was next to us. It was it was nice, but I, right. I feel like she could keep both of us up. Probably um, she was uh, she was in the wrong seat though. Cause she was on the other side of the sleeping giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Watch this guy. I got so many pictures. Uh, so so the game was fun. Tampa fans, while we were leaving the stadium, Jalen, you know it, I know it. They're delusional as shit. Um, they actually think they're going to the Super Bowl. We heard it. We heard it. 
leaving the stadium, walking down the ramp with these goddamn people. Baker Mayfield is going to take you guys to the Super Bowl. No. No, he's not. I don't down. know. Even when we somebody, I was like, you still think Baker Mayfield plays at Oklahoma? Like, God damn it. I mean, Baker Mayfield had 337 yards and three touchdowns, but that was the receivers and the lack of defense with the right. Like, there was no spectacular play that Baker made during that game. We were like, oh, shit. Like, the yeah. one that they're trying to point to the most was when he threw off of his back foot and underthrew Godwin and right. he came back to the ball in the end zone. Yeah. That's the play they're talking about, but he right. hasn't threw him. So, so, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. But these, these Bucks fans are fucking fun. Uh, on that note, we can switch gears to video. Uh, so, I'm going to try doing this through Discord, so bear with me, folks. I've never tried this before in this fashion. Uh, so, if we all hit join activity, we should be in the same area. Um, let me know when you guys are all ready. I see the kind of like the end of the video. Yeah, yeah. I can't so. see anything. You can go ahead and show it. I can't see it, though. You should have a button that says join activity. Oh. Yeah, I'm joining activity. I just don't know that I really want to join activity with you guys. That seems weird, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Okay. There you go. to the top. Yikes. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. That's weird. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> uh, it does not want to play. Should uh -oh. I stop and then start again? Uh, play me. He won the chip. Right. Alright, there we go. He whooped my ass. Oh, God. There we go. What is that? This is Kevin's fantasy trophy. Fantasy trophy that Kevin won. Even though he's a Colts fan, look at all that Bucks gear he's wearing. Let's go for the repeat. You guys let him build a super team, damn it. <laughs> this is the best part. It's just so funny. That's bullshit. <laughs> These brothers, though. That's a crazy comment to make. Yeah, I'm good. 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 Yeah, I'm good.
Dallas. Do you know if that's true? It probably, it probably is. is. I heard he said. <laughs> oh, so you still love that? Just thinking about it. Can't make this shit up. What? <laughs> We walked by all these dudes, I didn't notice any of them until Scott found out. Me neither. Yep, we walked past it. Oh! Damn. Yep, that's... You gotta scratch a little bit of that, right? A little bit. <laughs> Dude, that guy had his. That's Whaley. Now, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Yes, I had very a very good time. And that was a good time. When the, the Bucks time, are uh, hosting the Packers in a couple weeks, Nestor will be here to go to that one. So, uh... Oh yeah, <laughs> we're going to that one. Imagine that actually <laughs> I'd really be laughing then. <laughs> Usually Malin goes under like undercover kind of and he just says fuck the Bucks or fuck this other team and nobody catches that he's from the Seahawks <laughs> <laughs> and finally some dude caught on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. The fact that I was able to help lead our section in the whole na 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 Right. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, there were some Eagles fans behind us that wanted to, to fight me. I'm sure of it. They were not happy. That they were some goody two-shoes white boys. Like, you could tell their parents were paying for their college. Uh, they were some bitches. Um, the, uh, yeah, we got to have some fun. Um, but I feel like I behaved myself for the most part. Uh, yes, on your way to jail, yes. <laughs> on your way to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt like I was on some good behavior. I wasn't trying to, trying to cause no You trouble. only said, fuck the bucks and fuck the eagles only several times. So Maybe like 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was split. It was seven seven. I'm an equal opportunist. Um, it was Coming definitely... in like as soon as we got through security, 
uh, he was yelling it very loudly then. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's fun. I love that game. That was a lot of fun. Good time. Just want to say, when after further review goes to the Bucks games, they have not lost. Just put it out there. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're never going to a Bucks game again, apparently, because I'm sick and tired of them fucking winning. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is when they play the Packers, they're going to win? Right, when we go into the championship game. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have the great G-Money with us. We're going to do some news, and then we're doing the Ryder Dive 5 picks for the divisional round. So we will be back in about 10 minutes. Uh, NG money. And we are back. Welcome back to the second half of your favorite show on the internet. We are joined by none other than G Money. What is going on? Yeah, gentlemen, just getting out of the deep freeze up here in the PNW. You know, last like three or four days, it's been 20 and below. Today actually warmed up to 44, and, and it's back to PNW weather. 44 and raining. That sounds not fun. None of I actually broke down this shit because it's 44 degrees outside of where we are. I'm out here in a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I like. But hat keeping you warm. Yeah, and that that massive beard. And yeah. Yeah. Beard. Yeah, the neck would be cold without it. Let's take a shot. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. I'm gonna get that Stella uh, sponsorship. By the way, it will happen one day. Twenty twenty five. Have you given up on the BBC that Nestor? Uh, I don't think I ever bought stock in it, but um, not a lot of people that did. <laughs> you might as well. If you took enough of it, you might as well it has some stock in it. Because you had that stock in you. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get right into uh, the second half here. Folks, if you don't follow us on Instagram and or TikTok, it's at AFR Sports. It's the big banner that's at the top of the screen. Uh, we post videos on there just about every single day. So if you want to weigh in, give us your feedback on the things that we talked about throughout the week. Again, at AFR Sports. So be sure to give us a follow on TikTok and Instagram. But we are going to hop right into the news for the week. We're going to start off with kind of old news now because it happened last Thursday, I think. Uh, yeah, but Bill Belichick and the Patriots have finally severed ties. Belichick going off to what looks like he's you know, going to the team, now doing interviews. Um, and then the Patriots have promoted Gerard Mayo to head coach. So, uh, out with the old, in with kind of the new, even though he was already on the coaching staff, so it's kind of strange, but uh, mainly we will start with you. What did you think of this? I kind of feel like 
Gerard Mayo taking over the Patriots is the equivalent of if Dan Quinn gets hired by the Seahawks. Like, are you really trying to change your culture at this point? Mm. Like, it just kind of it, – it feels like you got a bunch of Mexicans in Mexico retreading tires at this point. <laughs> and we've all seen that happen. We've all seen the fucking videos. It's not kind of feel like if Dan Quinn gets hired by the Seahawks, if with Gerard Mayo, like, what are we – you're – the Patriots need an offensive-minded coach. They need to be able to draft the quarterback of the future. But you're drafting, or you have your coach, somebody that played defensively, your defensive-minded coach, that the team no longer has Tom Brady. Um, so it concerns me a lot about what the Patriots are doing and potentially what the Seahawks are going to do. Because you need to breathe fresh. Well, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Because these two franchises have been the most winning, most winning franchises since 2010, right? And the Patriots won a lot of Super Bowls even before that. Um, but if all the Patriots and Seahawks are going to do is just retread people that have already been in the organization, right? Then I fail to understand how you're possibly moving forward and so i kind of feel like the patriots are stuck in a rut and they're not moving forward from the tom brady or bill belichick era because they got mayo as their head coach um i love the guy i think there need to be more black head coaches in the nfl don't get me wrong just because i'm wearing the american flag cowboy hat jesus people i love everybody um, but I, I just think it's a retread. I think it's it's not good. I don't think you're going to get anywhere close to where you want to be in the next five years with this guy as your coach. I'll go real quick here. Uh, it, I'm fine with the hiring. Yes, I was expecting to see somebody else entirely. Uh, however, there's still two big question marks, which is what's going on with GM very important. And then two, what's going on with offensive coordinator? Are we keeping Bill O'Brien? Kind of seems like it because obviously Gerard Mayo has now already worked with Bill O'Brien for a year now. So if that's the case, then it's really not looking very good. I was hoping that O'Brien leaves too and then we go out and get somebody else to run the offense. Because if that's, you know, we have a completely new OC alongside Gerard Mayo, then I think that could work, uh, depending on who's at GM. But if we're just going to kind of keep everything else the same and just swap out Belichick for Mayo, then I'm really not looking forward to this because everybody has said that Mayo is a lot like Belichick. Do you think you're going to draft a quarterback, though? Do you think they're going to draft a quarterback? I would think so, yeah. Because where are they in the draft? At three. Like number four. I think we're number three. Number three, yeah. Okay, my mom might hate me for this, but I think the worst thing that the Patriots could do is draft a Heisman winner McDaniels. I do not think that he would be a good fit in New England. 
I have right. seen some mock drafts where McDaniels is going there. I don't think that's a good fit. Right. Really don't, especially with O'Brien's offense. Right. I just I, I don't I don't see it. I, I want him to go somewhere different. Um as much as I hate to say it, I think someone like Michael Penix would be great Thank you. in in a Bill O'Brien's offense. I think he would. The ball out, like he's very to me. He's very Tom Brady-like with better instincts a little bit, Michael mm-hmm. Penix. He's not going to run a lot. Bill O'Brien built an offense around a non-mobile right. QB. I'm not trying to sell Michael Penix to be in the top five, but You're I don't right. think that Bill O'Brien can create an offense around a dual-option quarterback. Right. Yeah. I just don't think he has it in him. That makes me nervous. Yeah. Oh. Uh, G-Money, what do you think? I've heard good things about uh, Jared Mayer. Um, But like you, Jalen, if if they keep, if if, if their plan is to keep everything else in place with um, O'Brien as offensive coordinator, I don't see how they get any better or how they get better than... I just don't see how they get to that next level, get back to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I just don't see it. And they do need a new quarterback. Mac Jones is not the answer. Uh, and whether they take um, McDaniels or they take Caleb Williams if he drops to three, which is possible, or they trade up to one um, to take him. Um, they need a new quarterback. They need they need to draft a quarterback, and they probably, I mean, Mayo basically needs to fire O'Brien and and hire another offensive coordinator. Uh, and it and it does matter who that GM is going to be because, correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't had a GM in what, fifteen, sixteen years. It's been a long time since they've had a GM. Right. Because. Uh, Belichick was both. Yeah. That's still a huge question mark. Uh, Nestor. Um, yeah, I, I feel like um, he did say he wasn't going to be like Belichick, but uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like that's the overall consensus from Patriots fans. Like, yeah, we'll see what, what happens because if they keep the same decisions and they just, I don't know, then it's just not going to go anywhere. You guys are just going to waste time. Uh, I did see somebody's like mock draft on TikTok, and it was like, uh, was it Marvin Harrison Jr.? And then it was Bo Nix. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys need to choose some great players for this uh, upcoming draft because you guys need a quarterback ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, this this offseason is going to be very interesting. So far, not so good, but um, apparently this is already predetermined anyway. Like, as soon as Belichick was gone, Mayo was supposed to take over, so yeah, this kind of is what it is. Which is weird, right? Why? Is... I don't know why you would box yourself in like that. Did you want um 
Patriots uh, deserve Was it Vrabel? Well, no. I'm just saying there's so many <laughs> other different options. Right. Offensive-minded options right. that are in the NFL, which is what pisses me and G-Money off about the Seahawks, how they seem to be somewhat locked into Dan Quinn. I, I don't... Oh, yeah. uh, now, okay, first of all, I don't give a shit that the Panthers head coach or not head coach, defensive coordinator had the number four defense <laughs> in the end. Nobody should be interviewing him for a head coaching job, yet my Seahawks are. It's making me really fucking nervous. Because if they, I don't even know his name. He's that unremarkable. I have no idea who he is. All I know is that everyone that has a vacant head coaching job is interviewing this guy <laughs> the defensive coordinator for a team that won what three four games yeah i don't give a shit fourth ring defense just stop it like no you need an offensive minded coach in the nfl right now yeah. you need it you do because if Absolutely. you're a defensive minded coach you can hire defensive coordinators, but if you get a good offensive coordinator, they're going to be gone in two years. Yep. I'm going to hire yep. them. The yes, they are. Just, just ask the Eagles. Offense, yeah. The only way to sustain an offense is to have an offensive minded coach. Hey, thank you, Reed. You're welcome. <laughs> Shanahan, McVay, all these people. LaFleur, a little bit. I still think he kind of sucks. It sounds too much Canadian to me. Uh, he can go fuck himself. Uh, promise me. No, shut up. Speaking of coaching, uh, coaches being hired, uh, the next bit of news is that Alabama, real quick, filled their void and picked up DeBoer out of Washington to be their new head coach. G Money, we will start with you. What did you think? So, the Huskies had a contract on the table for DeBoer after the Apple Cup. Come out, come to find out, initially I thought it was for $8.5 million. It was for $10 million a season. And he didn't sign it. He wasn't going to do it Now after the season. So, he, during the season, he hired um, Jimmy Sexton as his agent, who was also the agent for Nick Saban, Debo Swanee, um, Sarcasian down in Texas, uh, Norville, Florida State. And just thought it was kind of funny. Here's a $10 million a year contract, which basically more than doubles what you're making right now. And you've already set, um, signed another, signed an extension beginning of the season for like $4.5 million. And hmm. you're turning down $10 million. Are you going to say, well, let's just wait? Thought process is, okay. You're waiting because you know that Nick Saban's going to, or you may not know, but your agent knows right. because he's Saban's agent. And not only did he get DeBoer the job in Alabama, but he got Mike Norville a raise and he got Sarkeesian a raise. So, you know, so the agent made a shitload of money off of all of this. Can't blame him for that. That's his job. That's what he does. Um, but I find it interesting that when, when DeBoer left, 
of course, a lot of players that he had gotten in the portal left the Huskies, and other players that um, were with the uh, program left. But a lot of players down in Alabama are leaving. Hmm. I mean, and, and, and I, I guess I could see some of the defensive players, but a couple of the wide receivers that are leaving, I'm like, wait oh, a minute. Yeah. If, if I were a wide receiver, I would not leave because I would look at nobody knew who Dunze was. No one. I mean, last year hmm. he started to show up, but this year he showed up on a major level. So I'm like, if I'm a wide receiver, I know that DeBoer is going to put in that type of an attack that I'm going to be seeing the ball a lot. But why, why the hell am leaving? I going to Texas? Yeah. Like, because, why are they so, because, because they're not really smart. And it, because what, what happens, right, is they go, well, I don't want to stay here if, if Nick Saban is going to be here, is not here because he recruited me or, you know, he got me, got me here. And... You know, what happens is that through back channels, other call, other universities talk to them and say, you know, what are you making? 500K? Yeah. We can easily give you seven figures. We can easily give you a million. Look, we're paying our backup quarterback three and a half million. Come on down. Come on down to Texas. And then... You look at Florida State, and, and people are going like, well, shit. They should have been in the college um, playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs next year probably, or this coming season probably. And nobody nobody knows who DeBoer is, right? Because East Coast, even Southeast, right, they don't catch a lot of, a lot of Husky games. I guarantee you that the only two Husky games that most of those players saw, if they saw any of them, was either the um, the Pac-12 championship or the national championship because they didn't see the Texas game because they were getting ready for um, their game against uh, Michigan. So when they saw probably the national championship, they were like, oh, man, this guy, I, I don't want to play for him. He, he can't coach. Look, his quarterback can't hit shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm moving on. So, you know, but I think this is going to be the nature of what we see. We're going to see coaches leave either for better positions with other universities or go to the NFL. I don't think you're going to see a coach stay at one university for 15, 20 years. I think those days may well be gone unless you're playing in a mid-major, right? And you don't have that opportunity to go anywhere. But if you're at a major, if you're playing, if you're coaching the Huskies, if you're coaching Mississippi State, if you're coaching Michigan State, and um, Texas comes calling, or Florida State comes calling, and they talk to you and they say, hey, Jalen, we see what you're doing at Michigan State, doing a pretty good job. How does 15 million a year sound? And you're making eight. Plus, you know, we got we got warm weather down here. You're not uh, you're not living in the snow up there right. for the most part, right. you know. And and the cost of living is cheaper down here. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's that's. So I can't I I don't fault DeBoer. Right. Um, 
It's mercenary in nature. If you look at his track record, it's two years and gone, two years and gone. We probably should have thought the same thing, but, you know, we got caught up in the whole national championship thing, and we're looking at what we could build, and he was looking at his next job. And that may happen with um, Jed Fish, too. He may be here for a couple of years looking for his next job. Go ahead, Malin. Well, I mean, you might have pretty much covered most of it. I just, I, I, I fell in love with the idea that we would have another coach like Don James for another decade. Um, but this sexing guy, this, this agent for college head coaches. Um, I think the NCAA needs to look into this because you have one man can no it, 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 the, the, this isn't even the University of Washington I just feel like you have one man controlling university money mm-hmm. on so many different levels in so many different places and what really upsets me about it is that these are supposed to be places of education of higher learning like universities like i understand that college football is big business business i i understand all of that but you have one person orchestrating so many different things behind the scenes you get so many people more money of state funding because if you look at an alabama you look at a washington you look at an oregon you look at a a michigan and ohio state I can guarantee you the number one person on a state contract is going to be the head coach of that university. And that shouldn't be. Like, that. that's just wild to me. Um, but we also need to look at the NIL. Like, the, the NIL is supposed to be name, image, and likeness. But what it's turned into is a free-for-all of, well, we're going to pay you this much money if you just come play for us. It has nothing to do with your name and likeness. We're just giving you a free agent contract right now with college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing needs to get worked on. Um, it all seems dirty. I mean, we lost our coach to Alabama, and that really hurt me. Debor. Going to Alabama, like, it seriously hurt me as a Washington Husky fan. I was like, shit, man. I'm going to be around for a long time. Right. And then what did we do? We stole the head coach from Arizona. It turned their, their college football program around. So, I mean, it's just, at some point, there's going to, there, there, there's going to be a high school that's like, well, we, we lost somebody we love. Because that's just kind of the name of the game right now. But it sucks, man. And I don't even think that Fish is going to be there that long at the University of Washington. I think the moment that the University of Florida job, Gators, becomes available, he's going to get it. His mentor is Spurrier. That's why he wears a fucking visor. Who wears a visor anymore? Like, what? 
We know you got great hair, but what the fuck are you doing, man? Um, so yeah, so so we got Jed Fish from Arizona. That's gonna be great. He's probably gonna be the Florida coach in two years, and it will be fine as somebody else. Um, college football is just a fucking mess. I hate it all. And you know, Harbaugh, who just won the national championship, is probably gonna be end up being the coach of the Chargers for some fucking reason. Why you would leave Michigan to be the coach of the Chargers? And Ross is your is your owner. Jesus Christ. I don't know. On that same subject, do you think that he's actually going to go there, or do you think he's using it as leverage against Michigan? Uh, Jim Harbaugh will go to the NFL, 100%. He will not go back to the NCAA. There's too many. Uh, G-Money, you can talk about this too. There's too many uh, penalties that are going to come to University of Michigan. In fact, they might have to end up vacating their national championship, which pisses me off. Um, they just, oh, he, 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 he's done with college football. Um, he's well, definitely he definitely so. So he may be done, but he may not because you know Michigan has a ten-year, hundred twenty-five million dollar contract on the table. He wants them to um, include in that contract that they will not fire him if there are any penalties that come down from the NCAA. So he doesn't get fired. He doesn't get a pay cut. He doesn't get suspended unless NCAA suspends him. He doesn't want any of that. He wants in writing those guarantees. Um, My guess is Michigan will do that. Um, then it comes down to will he go to the NFL? He'll go to the NFL if those teams that interviewed him, and he's only interviewed with two right now that I'm aware of, the Chargers and the Falcons, um, if they give him total control. Because um, I, I think that's what he wants. And I'll be honest, if he goes to either one of those teams, they'll be good, but he'll be there three, maybe four years. Because he'll burn all his bridges, just like he did in San Francisco. And, and the owner and everybody will hate him. And they'll fire him. Even though you know he took um, a mediocre quarterback to the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I mean, he wins. He wins everywhere he goes. But he doesn't... St- I, I think Michigan is the longest um, tenure he's had as a head coach. And, and, and he had to take a pay cut, um, was it last year? Because the team wasn't doing well. Actually, it was two years ago. He took that pay cut. He took a pay cut because they were actually thinking of firing him because they, he couldn't beat Ohio State. And then, you know, the um, sign stealing came in. And he beat Ohio State a couple of times. Went, won the Manatee. So, you know. Do you have anything you wanted to add here? No, I think G-Money covered most of it. I mean, if uh, I guess the concern, one of the concerns with the DeBoer is like his recruiting. Because like G-Money said, he's never there long enough to for us to know if he's good at something that obviously Saban was uh, good at. So um, we'll see. He has a great track record while he's there, though. 
So we'll see. Yeah. He definitely wins. Uh, and then last but not least, Jason Kelsey. We kind of mentioned it earlier, but he just retired after that Eagles loss. So, uh, yeah, there goes a, a really, really great uh, player in the NFL with Kelsey being gone. Uh, any thoughts on Jason Kelsey deciding to hang it up now? I just think I, I, yeah, that he's not – well, personally, I would think some of the stories I've heard about Jason Kelsey with the media and the way that he's always given them access, um, he's he's one of those guys in the NFL that you don't want to lose. Right. He's really not. He's a lot of fun. I mean, like, it, if you haven't watched the, the Kelsey podcast with, with him and... Uh, would, would, would Travis and you're just stupid because it, it's so good. Um, but he's just a down to earth guy. It just got lucky enough to be talented enough to play in the NFL, and he never got too big of a head. Um, he right. never got too big of an ego. Um, in fact, he went to bat for his brother. Travis Kelsey wouldn't have his NFL career if it wasn't for his brother going to bat for him in college with the coaches. Um, so just he's just he's so likable, right? That's what's crazy. Right. You got a guy out there just snapping the football. Um, he he's so likable. Um, if it really is the end for him. Um, then I respect it. I love it. He did come out and say on their podcast, though, Jalen, that he has not made up his mind. Hmm. He did come out and say that, that he had a conversation in the locker room. He didn't mean the things for, to come out, but he said that nobody should be making decisions that close to ending a game. He said that on his podcast. So he's not officially retiring it. He's still thinking about it. But if he does... He's one of the better people in the NFL that, that's ever played. He'll be a Hall of Famer. He's a yeah. good guy. Nestor? Yeah, he's a – I mean, I see him sometimes on TikTok, and from the bits I see, it's he's a really likable dude. And um, it. I, I hope he doesn't – I mean, I hope he stays another year or two. Um, be fun to watch and, and see them do the brotherly shove a few more times. <laughs> but um, no, um, the videos I've seen, his family, like everything, is just such a down-to-earth dude, and you know, I, he's the only Eagles player that I kind of felt bad for after that loss to Tampa. Is it not funny that every time they do the brother to shove, he screams out "fuck my life"? Like, is that it, like? Did you guys not know that something that happens? He actually does that, and that Jalen Hurts is like actually commented that it's true that every time they call that play, he yeah. he screams out, "Fuck my life!" As it happens, because he knows he's about to get trampled. Like the reason, did you see how it didn't work? Like the only reason it didn't work is this dude got under him. I was like, damn, that mm-hmm. that dude. Damn. 
pray for him. That is a film, but I'm just saying that if if the most popular play that the Eagles do makes you yell out "fuck my life" every time they do it, and it's the most successful play you do, yeah, maybe you should retire. <laughs> if, if it's that bad for you. Uh, do you want any comment here? Um, you know, playing offensive line and playing center for 13 years, that takes a toll on you. Um, you don't see offensive linemen as starters and playing at, at, that, at that level, um, playing for that length of time. Um, it, because it does, it takes a toll, especially at center, you know, um, so good for him. Retire where you can still walk. Retire where you, can, where you can still have fun with your kids. And his kids are young. So, you know, um, if that's what he chooses to do, then yeah, good. Go, yeah. He might be crazy. The NFL, the Eagles will. Yeah. be crazy enough to I do mean, it. it Chasing I mean, it just makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, but but he's got to look at the team right now, and and yeah. Normally, I would say that's not you don't make a rash decision like that. You take a few weeks, you think about it, you look at everything, and you have an idea where the team is going. If you don't think that team has the potential to go deep into the playoffs and maybe get to the Super Bowl and win another one, then why put your body through it? <clears throat> Yeah. Let's get to our last segment of the night here, and that is the ride or die in five. We give you the five best sports bets this week, and uh, yeah, this is going to be centered around the divisional round this weekend. Uh, but last week's results were: uh, Nestor and I went three and two. G Money went two and three, and then Malin did not have a very good week at one and four. So. It's been such a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost over. You're about to overtake me, man. That makes me so fucking mad. <laughs> I was like plus twenty three on your ass before this year started. Yeah, so the overall records are mainly 222 and 171 plus 51. I'm 242 and 194 plus 48. Uh, Nestor's 124 and 102 plus 22. And then G Money is 145 and 129. He is plus 18. Uh, Can we start betting on the NBA again? That's where it really starts to. We are. We are. We've got one NBA game. Right. I know, I'm just saying that this year fucking sucks. Because there's only four NFL games, uh, the NBA is creeping back in. So we're going to start off with the Nuggets at Celtics Friday night. Uh, we'll start with G-Money. What do you like here? I like Boston. 19-0 at home. Hello. Yeah. Um, and Denver, I think, is... 10 and 11 on the road. 
even if they're at 500, who cares? They're not playing like the team they played last, like, like they played last year. Um, I don't know if because they won the championship that they're just kind of like kicking back and going, well, we can do it again or what. But Boston's on a mission. Come, in my, come to my house. I'm going to beat you. And I, I don't see that changing against Denver. Nestor? Yeah. Um, it's a no-brainer. Give me Boston at home. And Malin? Yeah, I'm taking Boston. Um, uh, yeah. Fuck my eye. <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm trying to be on my best behavior. <laughs> I am also going to take Boston at home, which is why the, the Denver Nuggets are going to come in and spoil that undefeated record. That's how this show works. Uh, but, but we'll see. No, they're not. Celtics. Just say. Uh, all right, let's go to Saturday. The Texans and Ravens. Texans are nine and a half point underdogs here on the road. This one is four thirty on Saturday. Uh, next year we will start with you. I'm gonna go with my boy C.J. Stroud. Um, I think this man is balling. This man has the right mentality. The receivers are doing great. Um, <laughs> I think the Ravens will win this one, but but I don't think it's going to be nine and a half. Um, I think they'll keep it close. Um, what's his name? Uh, D'Amico Ryan's mm-hmm. yeah. coach. I think he's a good dude, man. He's he's a great coach. I think they're going to keep it close. Um, yeah, give me Houston in the points. Um, I don't like the point spread on yeah. a lot of these games. I think mm-hmm. it's actually, I think it's just downright disrespectful. Um, and so I'm taking Texans in the points. You're you're going to give me nine and a half points with CJ Stroud right now. The way he's playing healthy, okay. Um, I and. The, uh, like you said, Michael Ryan, the head coach, even some mastermind right now. I think he's going to do enough to keep this game close. I'm not saying the Texans win, but I don't think they're getting blown out. So I- I'm taking the Texans plus nine and a half. Yeah, I- I've got to agree with you guys. Take the Texans the points. Um, this game particularly like has uh, a very interesting quarterback matchup with two AFC games or of course one of the most compelling quarterback matchups but Stroud and Lamar, two really fun quarterbacks to watch. Um, but I do think that this will be closer than what Vegas is thinking because Baltimore has had a few weeks off, but their starters have had considerable amount of time off. I think they're going to come out just a bit rusty. They'll still win, but um, because of that sitting around for a while, I think it's going to take them this game to 
closer than it should be. Um, but it'll probably just be too big for that really young Houston, Houston squad. Um, but by the way, somebody that'll probably end up getting a head coaching job out of this is the Texans coordinator, um, Bobby, whatever his name is. Uh, that's just bound to happen. It's U.S. Uh, G-Money. You know, I listen to you all, but Baltimore has their defensive unit ranks as giving up the least amount of points in the NFL this season. They led the league in sacks, and they tied the league in turnovers. At home, at home, Baltimore is giving up an average of 18 points while scoring 32. On the road, the Texans are scoring 19 points and giving up 21. So their defense is playing well, but their offense isn't. Plus, I, I know I, I know the Texans have been saying we've been practicing outside because it's cold. It's 24 at kickoff. It'll be 24 degrees. You'll have a 17 mile an hour wind coming from the northwest. You may have practiced in the in the cold, but you sure as hell weren't hit in the cold. Give me Baltimore minus the points. Okay. I like it. Uh, let's go to the next one here. It's in the Packers and the Niners. This is Saturday night. Another nine and a half spread in favor of the Niners. Uh, Malin, we'll start with you. What happened to Malin? Um, I guess I'll he died. First here. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to him. I'll go first on this one. Um, yeah, this is another one where, yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay and the points because it's literally the same thing. San Francisco's been kind of sitting around for a while. Green Bay feeling themselves. Um, don't think San Francisco's going to win. I just think it'll be closer than nine and a half points. Malin, now that you're back. Green Bay and San Francisco, nine and a half points to the um, Niners. That's by nine and a half. What do you want here? This is one of those terrible games, man. I don't, I don't love the nine and a half points. I took the Packers in the Yeah. It just... God, man. I I just don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think everyone expecting it to be a blowout, but I don't think it is. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers um, with the points on this because I do think that defense... Um, I love the defense because of what they did, the Dallas's offense. And I don't think that the 49ers offense is that much more magical. Um, and I do think that Jordan Love might be able to do enough uh, to keep that game more honest. I might end up regretting this pick just because I feel like I'm picking. I feel like I'm picking the Packers because I hate the Niners. <laughs> Um, but nine and a half, man, that, that's a lot. That's a lot in the playoffs and divisional mm. runs. I'm taking the Packers. 
uh, G Money. Yeah. Um, so I know that uh, Malin Badmouth Jordan Love, but this might be interesting for Noah. The last nine games, Jordan Love, 21 touchdowns, one interception. Wow. That's balling. I don't care what language you want to speak. That's balling. Um, yeah, you, you're caught a mediocre. That's pretty bad mouthing. You, you might as well call him like Russell Wilson light or something. I mean, is that bad? I mean, is is Miller but, light that much worse than Bud Light? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But, but um, so his another stat that you might like is that um, at home. 49ers defense is three points worse than they are on the road. And in the red zone, 65.6% of the time they give up touchdowns. You know, that's, yeah, give, give, me, give me the Packers and the points. Because even though, like most of you, I believe the Niners will win this game, I still, I don't think they'll cover. I just... I, I, I think it comes down to this. Control the line of scrimmage. Because if you can control the, the 49ers front seven, basically, their DBs aren't, and safeties aren't that good. So if you can slow down the rush and give Jordan Love that opportunity to throw, yeah, it'll, it'll be similar to what happened in Dallas, except I don't think they'll blow the coverage like they did once or twice where you, you saw a Packer receiver catching the ball and the closest Cowboy was like in the stands getting a hot dog. The only thing that makes me nervous about this game is the fact that the four-game, I guess five-game winning streak that we have right now with the Packers is that Jones has had 100 yards every game and the Niners have not allowed a 100-yard rusher the entire year. Um, so that makes me nervous, and that's why I don't think the Packers will win. Uh, but I do think the Packers need to be able to control the line of scrimmage more than I think the Niners need to control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but nine and a half points, that's just, that's insane. For a divisional round, yeah. that's crazy. All right, Nick, oh, my bad. Sorry, right, Nestor. <laughs> yeah, my, my my problem with the uh, my problem with the Niners is that I think Purdy's too uh, predictable, and I feel like if Matt Lafleur can just you know do what the Browns did to the Niners and just know that this dude is highly predictable and just stop him, then it's going to be a pretty uh, close game. So yeah. That's that's I I feel like they have that weakness there that the other teams can exploit. So yeah, give me Green Bay and the points. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Sunday at three o'clock, we've got our Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Lions are six and a half point favorites. Malin, what do you like here? Taking the Lions on this one. Um, I think that offense, especially with Goff, 
and that defense is going to be able to control Baker Mayfield. Um, this is not just hate on Tampa Bay like everybody thinks that that's what I'm going to be doing right now. It's not because I picked Tampa Bay to win last week. <laughs> one of one of the only two wins I had. Uh, but I do believe in Detroit making it to the NFC Championship game this year. Um, and I do think they win by more than a touchdown. So I'm I'm taking Detroit on this one. All right, G-Money. Yeah, um, I, I, I tend to think, you know, Jalen, what you said earlier about Tampa not feeling any pressure, I think Detroit doesn't feel any pressure now either. They've done two things that haven't happened since I think I was in fucking Saudi for Desert Storm. Um, win the division and win a home playoff game. So now there's no pressure on them. There's not. And and that that stadium is going to be rocking. Oh yeah. You're going to have a whole bunch of Detroit fans in there, and they're just going to be making all types of noise. Um, and any Tampa fans that try to show up, they're probably going to get mugged before they get into the stadium. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are carjack their asses and they won't get there. But, yeah, I, I, I was a little concerned because watching how um, Tampa really freaking dominated Philadelphia, um, I was like, mm, six points, that's, that's, that's a lot. And, and you saw how close it was with um, Detroit and, and uh, the Rams. Yeah. But then I, I – when I – when you, when you put this out and everything, I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, the Rams have a damn good offense. And their defense is decent. Um, and I don't think the Tampa offense is as good as the Rams was. So I see Detroit winning. See them winning. Probably my guess would be if I was going to pick a score, it would be like 27-20. Okay. Fair enough. Nestor? Um, I'm going to go the other way. Um, I just think I don't believe in Detroit's um, ability to cover the spread. Um, Tampa has a good defense. I think they will make some trouble uh, for their run game, for Detroit's run game. I think Jameer Gibbs is pretty versatile. He's pretty fast. But I don't know. Um, I think they'll contain him just just about enough. Um, and they'll give Jerry Goff some problems. So Detroit wins, but not by uh, that that spread. I don't like it. So give me Tampa and the points. Uh, this one I was very conflicted on. Typically this year when I pick the Bucks, it seems to really work out in my favor. But I just cannot see them covering six and a half. Uh, in Detroit, like well, it could be on the moon, I guess it really doesn't matter. Uh, Detroit is really playing well right now, run game and passing wise. I think it's just way too much for Tampa. They have benefited off of the division that they played in, obviously getting a favorable matchup against Philly in the first round. This is not some joke of a team. Like these boys can play and they can play fast. And their defense is for real. So uh, I can't see Tampa being in this game 
you know, down to a, just a touchdown. I, I think it'll be more than that. So I I hope I'm wrong. I really hope that I'm wrong because I, I think it would be just absolutely hilarious to see the Baker Mayfield led Bucks go to the NFC Championship game. Uh, oh, would not. So <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not going to see it. <laughs> I oh, am sir. going to stick with the line though to cover. Jalen, such an... So many UT girls are going to be wearing that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be giving them out on, on campus. Uh, last game. I just want to let everyone know right now that it is so goddamn cold outside that I am wearing a Super Bowl 48 sweatshirt Damn. From ten years ago, it really fucking fits me right now. Because it's, it's like forty three degrees outside now. I was wearing a goddamn t shirt for some fucking. So I love this show, but Jesus Christ, this is the only sweatshirt I could find. Damn, nineties. It's actually cold over here. there than over here. Hey, I can see my own breath right now. Right now, damn. And so I was out here in a t-shirt, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Last game, Sunday at 6.30, we have the Chiefs going to Buffalo, and the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, next second, we're back to you. Or, um, this is a great game because I get to see either of these fucking terrible teams leave <laughs> playoffs. I love it. I'm gonna enjoy this so much. And on well, I'm ah, I have a flight on that day. <laughs> My flight is right in the middle of the game. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna have to imagine the chaos. So um, give me the Bills. I think they found a way to torment uh other teams. It did them good firing whoever the hell they fired um, before. I think it was the, the OC. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, Going to be happy to see all the media hype and marketing of Taylor Swift gone. And I don't think, honestly, to be serious here, the Chiefs, I, I don't feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs because I feel like they've been so trash. In that offense, I, I I really don't know. I, I it's it's just a waste of space, in my opinion, waste of space. So the Bills are gonna beat them. Give me the Bills minus the points. I'm glad you'll be on that flight while this is happening. Uh, <laughs> see money. Hey, so the Kansas City's defense has been playing well, actually. Their defense this year is probably one of the best defenses they've had since Mahomes has been there. And they've got a run game. And uh, now that um, Rice has stepped up and is actually catching balls, I, yeah, you look at that and you go, yeah. And, and Baltimore, uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo has a tendency to let teams hang around. Look, they let Pittsburgh hang around. I mean, up mm-hmm. until like what? A couple of minutes left in the game when they, when when Baltimore scored that friggin' Olay touchdown where there was five steals around the wide receiver and he still waltzed into the end zone. I mean that was a seven point game. Actually that was less than that was a three point game. So um, and let's not forget the Buffalo kicking kicking game is pretty much non-existent. He missed a field goal 
got one blocked. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be one more, one more week of Taylor Swift singing to um, Kelsey Day. You know, no huggy, no kissy till you give me a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> If the bill so, you know, he's going to have some <laughs> pent-up frustrations there. And and yeah, after so Bills, he wants to start jumping on freaking tables and shit. Bills fans, don't they, like, in the stadium? Is he taking Kansas City? Is that what he's doing? I'm taking Kansas City. <laughs> I'm taking Kansas City. Give me Casey and the points. Casey and the points. Gonna be seeing Taylor Swift swag surfing again. I don't think Taylor Swift has it in her to go to Buffalo. I don't know. Like she might be there, but that's gonna be slumming for her. Um, if she and like, we'll know if she really loves Travis. <laughs> she ends up at that game. She'll be there. She'll be there. Um. That'll just be great. But, no, I'm taking Buffalo in this game um, only because this has to be the game. Right. Josh Allen gets them. And this is the first game that Patrick Mahomes has played on the road in the playoffs. The worst offense he's ever had. And... When you're talking about city defense, Buffalo defense, I think they kind of canceled themselves out a little bit. Mm. Um, I I like Buffalo elements at home. I think that home field, uh, these crazy-ass fucking fans um, are going to do some crazy shit. Um, yeah, I, I just like Buffalo in this game. For me, I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to cover, or to come with the two and a half. I, I'm not going to win the game, but I'll take the two and a half points for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that this is this is what the Chiefs do. They they know how to win in the postseason. The Bills do not. At home, at home they know how to win. I mean, hey, Super Bowls are a neutral field, so technically not always okay. at home. Uh, yeah, I, they'll be in Buffalo, but I don't think it's going to matter too much to them. Like, this, this team is very much battle-tested. Uh, with Rasheed Rice stepping up last week, I don't know where he was all season, but they can just fire Kadarius Tony straight to the sun at this point. It doesn't matter. Uh, if Pacheco can continue to run the ball. <laughs> right. If Pacheco can continue to run the ball like he did uh, last Last week, uh, Kansas City will, will, will be just fine. Uh, Taylor Swift, you know she's going to travel. So we'll go to the game, and uh, that will be the good luck charm. And, yeah, I just think Buffalo is the bigger fraud. I, I really don't believe in Buffalo at all. They just seem to unravel, especially in these kind of games. So I think Kansas City is the bigger fraud this year, man. I really do. Uh, I just, I mean, I you, you might be right, and if you're right, you're one game closer to uh, <laughs> catching me on this, and that really pisses me off because I've had such a bad year 
the NFL. I can't wait for the NBA to come back when I can start to pad my stats. <laughs> like this, this, this NFL year has just been terrible for me. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I think that Kansas City's offense is a bit of a fraud. Um, and I, Patrick Mahomes has not had to play an away game. I know the Super Bowl, that's a neutral site. He has not had to play an away game in the playoffs. And Bill's Mafia, please step the fuck up. Please do something. Um, like you said, Tony, but what the fuck was he doing? Like, where, where was Rice the whole goddamn year? If Rice was the primary receiver, they might have had home field advantage in the whole goddamn playoffs. Like, right. What took him so long? Um, it, it's funny you know, I, because I, the only reason they do not have home field advantage is because Kadarius Tony. That's the only reason the Bills yeah. won that yeah. first game. Yeah. The only yeah. three games. He cost them three <laughs> games. Could have got him. Home field advantage in the playoffs again. Uh, but I really do think that this is the year that Josh Allen gets him. I really do. I, I, I don't think it's just luck or anything like that. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs this year are also like the Philadelphia Eagles, where you've been lucking yourselves in wins. <laughs> For the majority of the year, mm-hmm. um, you, you have not been yourselves. This is not the Kansas City Chiefs that are dominating people and going to the Super Bowl. Um, so if there's any year that Josh Allen is going to get Patrick Mahomes is this year. And I want it to happen because I want there to be that quarterback controversy of who's the great, who's the GOAT, who's yeah. this. And, you know, I like I kind of like Tom Brady being the GOAT right now. I don't want Patrick Mahomes being able to pad his stats right now. I like Tom Brady being the GOAT. We don't need to be talking about another GOAT. So let, 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 let's pass that off for another year or two. I mean, it would be it would be interesting that you have you know, Tom Brady retiring um, a year ago. And he's the GOAT. And all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Mahomes starts going to more Super Bowls and winning. It's like you don't see that. You don't. You didn't see when Michael Jordan retired. It took LeBron. I mean, no one else was talking about. Any, they weren't talking about Kobe being the goat. They weren't talking about Allen Iverson being the goat. They weren't talking about anybody. They were. It was Michael Jordan was the goat. And now it's a. a, a it's, it's the controversy. Who's the goat? Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I mean, you, you want that span of time. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is good. Um, we'll see if, if he takes this team to the Super Bowl, um, especially with the fact that they don't really have, I mean, Rice has stepped up the last like three or four games, but really they, they haven't had receivers that could catch the ball or get open. I mean, even Travis, Travis, Travis Kelsey, who was, you know, almost automatic to catch the ball has dropped a lot of balls. So he was on my fantasy team. Travis Kelsey yeah. and Taylor Swift are not fans of mine. <laughs> a little duo of them are not fans of mine. But I will say this: if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, Jalen, you can officially start to open up the goat conversation. 
You can officially do it. You, you can't before between him and Tom Brady. Right. But if you if he wins it this year with that roster. Right. You can open it up. Yeah. You can start to have the Jordan conversation. Right. Because it's no longer going to be about the most championships. Because mm-hmm. if it was that with the NBA, you wouldn't be able to have that with Michael Jordan, right? Right, right. right. But if but mm-hmm. if Patrick Mahomes gets it this year, oh my God, that you yeah, are having that conversation. Because when yeah, Tom right. Brady left the Patriots, he won a lot of he won a lot of championships. The Patriots without a whole lot of talent around him, especially the last three. He had a hell of defense the first three. The last three, he carried him. But when mm. he went to Tampa, he had a lot of talent. If Patrick right, Mahomes right. wins this one, it would be the least talented roster. Right, by far. Win a Super Bowl in a long time. Yeah. It's him and Chris Jones and Pacheco. <laughs> Rice. Uh-huh. Kelsey. Uh-huh. Kelsey's too busy banging Taylor Swift right now. He, he, he ain't played good all year. He was like the eighth best tight end this year. So got that right. I, don't know. I, I, I need to stop. I need to behave myself. I'm, I'm sorry. You told me I need we to need, behave myself. We need the Chiefs to advance. That way we can get Taylor Swift that much closer to the Super Bowl. All I'm saying. The message that was Do we really Usher. need that though? Do we Taylor really need Swift that? and Usher? In the Super Bowl, we really need Taylor Swift playing girl screaming. That's that's it, man. You know, if if you think it's expensive now to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl, just wait. If if Kansas City and that makes it, and Taylor Swift can make it there, oh man, you'll be paying like five hundred dollars a night at Circus Circus. And my motto is: friends don't let friends stay at Circus Circus. They're going to put the game on pay-per-view. already have an Etsy designer being sued by the by Nike over those jackets that an Etsy designer made Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Like, you guys all saw them, right? She's yeah, getting yeah. sued by Nike because she mm. kept the Nike emblems on the jerseys and sewed them into the jackets. Nike is Oh, her. she shouldn't have done that. Like She should have been smarter than that. Damn. Like, she's already getting sued. She got 400,000 yeah. followers on Instagram, but she's getting sued by Nike. So, not helping. Did she just so, ignore yeah. the or... Oh, it was more she probably than didn't. No, she's getting sued by Nike. Like, yeah, she probably know. didn't realize it, and don't ask me why you wouldn't think that you can go ahead and put another brand's logo on something you're making and not get sued unless she's you gonna, live down in. She's a tight end, or she's the wife of a tight end in the NFL. <laughs> Is he t- I, I thought he was a fullback. It sounds like a Nazi. It really does. Um, but is it like a, a Niners tight end or somebody tight end? Kuchek? I th- Kuchek? No, that's a full. He's a fullback. Yeah, fullback. Um, but she's the she she's the she's the wife of somebody already in the NFL, 
And she's getting sued by Nike right now because they're like, oh, you, you want to put the swoosh on your own jackets and make them famous and you want to get popular? No, fuck you. Uh, so, hmm. so, so that's kind of funny. Oh, so, go ahead, Jim. They knew it wasn't an average Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, with the amount of popularity they did, now the lawsuit's not going to do anything. Like, it's going to be right. the equivalent of a cease and desist, but mm. what it's going to do is stop any other Etsy person from doing what she right. did. Yeah, maybe they're just making an example out of it. Yeah, they're, they're going to make an example. They're not going to get a whole lot. Like, they, they, like, being, like it's not going to come to anything, right. but it's going to scare the shit out of anybody else trying to make a jacket <laughs> like what she did with, with Nike jerseys. Like, good lord. Hear that TikTok shop? Don't mm-hmm. you dare. And next yeah. year, Nike's going to come out with a shit ton of jackets and sweatshirts. Yes, like they, are. No, right. they are. You know Nike's going to do it. Cover their bases. <laughs> They're going to be $350. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. That's... Tune in next week when Taylor Swift comes up again in the AFC Championship game. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank you all for watching and or listening. Uh, it's been a great week. We're going to see what happens here this weekend. But, um, yeah, until then, follow us at AFR Sports. Gentlemen, thank you again for another great week. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Hi, guys. Thank you.